that everything that is pertinent to everything you've ever wanted and didn't know you wanted, but you want is stemming around. And that is our oneness with God. You know, the Bible says that we were crucified with Christ and then resurrected with him, a new creature, one with him. That's never been seen before. Okay. So we are one with Christ. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians 1, 4, it says that he chose us in him and joined him to us that we would be one with him in love. So you are chosen. You were united with God before the foundation of the world. Uh, and it talks about that. And I believe it's first Timothy as well. We've talked about this a lot, the reality of your oneness with God. And today, I really want to focus on sort of um, how things flow from that. And it's tracking with that, that everything flows from. And so we're all growing in that, growing in the awareness that, wow, Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you that you would bear fruit and your fruit would remain. So what does that mean? Well, God chose you before you chose him and he chose you to bear fruit. What does that mean? That means to be conformed into his image, to be conformed into the image of God who is love. So you look like love and then you operate out of that place of love from oneness so that you do the one thing that he asks, which is to love as he loves. And that's the eternal fruit that remains that that comes from abiding in him, from uh, from practicing his presence, from soaking in him, from contemplative prayer, all sorts of different names for it. But this is just an awareness, talking to him. You know, we make prayer sometimes this really um, complicated thing. If it's complicated, it's going to be hard to maintain, at least for me. You probably do this better than me. But um, at least for me, if it's complicated, I'm going to wear out. But if it is um, if it is something that there's a grace on and that's simple, I can grab a hold of it. And run with it. And let's be clear, uh, we have not exhausted our understanding, our, our, our revelation of who God is as love, which means we've not <clears throat> exhausted who we are in his image and likeness. So let's talk about these things that stem from our oneness, our union with God. Now, the thing is that, <clears throat> let me just say this. So where does, where does your choice come from? I have some lipstick on my hand here. Okay. You need a little TMI right there. Um, but where does that, that, um, that, how, how, where does our choice come from? Right. Because, you know, a lot of us said a sinner's prayer. Yeah. Um, all of that, but that didn't make the union true. It was true before we ever said that, but our prayer was our awakening to what was already true. You know, in John one, it talks about us being blind that that God came in the flesh, uh, but his own did not receive him, that they were blind to him. And so this is our problem. We're blind. Love and light and truth 
is all around us, but our problem is, is that we're blind to it, right? And so uh, in this places where we're blind, it feels like we're separate. This is the problem of alienation. And this is the problem in our minds that, you know, when, when if, if negative things have happened to you uh, in your life, it may have felt like, you know, God, where the hell were you? You know, all of that. Um, you know, I, I feel so alone. This is the human condition. When Christ was on the cross saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's not that the God had split and, and Father God had to turn away from Jesus because he came, became sin, like sin is somehow kryptonite to God, that somehow Jesus is not fully God. So Jesus can handle sin, but the Father can't. So he has to turn away. This is godly good. And I, and I'm not trying to, be nasty, but it's not helpful, right? Because it's not true. No, what happened was <clears throat> when Christ assumed our sin, he joined us in our humanity as a human race. So we took all sin on himself. This is why Jesus was saying, you know, uh, let this cup be removed from me. Well, it wasn't just the cross. It was the suffering of entering in to the sense of separation, which was a foreign thing. Uh, to him. He had always operated from this oneness, from his sonship as a son in his human flesh, having set aside his Godhead, fully God, fully man, but operating in his humanity. This is why it's called son of man and son of God. Well, he's operating as a son of man in his humanity. And he entered in to what it means for you and me when it feels like there is no God or God, you have abandoned me, or God, you've forsaken me, or God, you're you're not around, you're distant, uh, or God, you've rejected me, or God, I, I'm not worthy, so you know, so uh, you've spurned me, whatever, whatever. That sense of alienation in our minds, uh, Colossians it talks about that we turn from God uh, to pursue. Uh, sinful desires and we turn from him because we were alienated in our minds and because we were alienated in our minds we pursued um unholy things why because if you don't think there is god as a source for you you're going to try to get your source from other things which would be sin right okay that's a lot of background but that was good I enjoyed that. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that too. Uh let's go to first Corinthians 7 22 through 24. Uh, for truly, if you are called to a life union with the Lord, you are already a free man. So let me just help you here. <laughs> this is the Passion Translation. You are called. Okay. This is your calling. This is the hope of his calling for you are called in your life union. You are chosen. You were predestined. You were chosen. You were, you were justified. You were glorified. I missed one in the Romans lineup, but you were called. Okay. This is you. Okay. There you're, you're not an exception. Uh, you're not, God shows you already. Okay. He just wants you to choose him back. Ding, 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 ding. That is the thing right there. For truly, if you are called to a life union with the Lord, you are already a free man or women. You are already free. Okay. This is the truth of your being. Okay. Now, the ways of your being, your understanding, maybe 500 million miles away from that. That is what God's after to heal, but that will happen. But the truth is, is that you're already a free man. And those he called to follow Jesus when they were free are now the Messiah slaves. To be the savior slaves 
is to be a slave of love. Now, don't get creeped out. That's not a sex thing. Okay, let's just be very clear. We get, we're so messed up about love. No, this is pure. This is everything you ever wanted. To be a slave of love means that you're so smitten that you're like, yes, before God asks, right? So, you know, when you, when, when you know how much you're loved, I mean, when you know how much you're loved, then you're like, yes. Okay. What was the question, Jesus? Right. Will you blah, blah? The answer is yes. I, he hasn't even told me what I've given him my yes, because I know him. I trust him. I love him. I'm his slave, quote unquote. I'm his servant, but I'm a daughter who is adored. So there's nothing that God is going to ask me that number one, I can't do in his grace, uh, with his strength. Uh, so I'm just bending my will to his, which is life to me. That's my healed whole self. Okay. Uh, since a great price was paid for your redemption, redemption, stop having the mindset of a slave. Okay. Now he's not talking about his slave of love, right? You just, I'm, I'm, I'm smitten because you've smitten with me. You, you, you've captured my heart. Okay. But he's talking about a slave where we're not sons and daughters. We're slaves. Everything you think of as a slave or an orphan, right? It's all on you. Uh, it's, uh, you're always alone. It's all based on your performance. You have to earn everything you get. You can never rest. There's a taskmaster that's just just beating the crap out of you all the time. That's what it feels like to be a slave. But being a slave of is freedom. <laughs> a slave of Messiah is freedom. Okay, being a slave to the world, being a slave to your lusts and passions, that's where their Lord, that's hell. Okay, that's like addictions and things. That's hell. Okay. Or, you know, so when you're a slave to God, a slave to love, that's freedom. That's heaven. And it's everything you ever wanted. Um, brothers and sisters, we must remain in close communion with God, no matter what our situation was when we were first called to follow Jesus. So, you know, we are already in union. So our job in our union, the fact that we are already one with him is to choose him back. So sometimes not my will, but, you know, yours be done. There are times, honestly, when God asks you like to forgive someone or whatever, and everything in you doesn't want to, you're just like, Lord, just help me be willing to be willing. And then give me the grace to be willing and willing to do the hard things. There's hard things he asks of us, not because he's a taskmaster, but because that's what it takes to be free, Right. It's about your freedom. Okay, so let's talk about what our union empowers. So our union empowers us to be transformed and live from our true identity full of life. Yeah, baby. Let's go to Ephesians 4.24. This is the Passion Translation. And to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness. And you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So you know what? You're as holy as Jesus is. Uh, In 1 John, it talks about um, as he is, so are we in this world. Is Christ holy? Yeah. That means, oh, you're holy. Okay. So holy means is actually the same root word as whole. 
So what's happening is that, that your true nature of who you are, what a fancy word is called your ontology, that's your state of being. Okay, that's who you are. That's your identity. Okay, that's as holy as Christ is. And uh, operating out of that oneness and growing in the revelation out of that oneness causes you to be transformed or transfigured from one level of glory to the next level of glory. And that is holy or whole. Christ is whole, holy because every bit of him is whole as is the same thing as whole, right? So he's holy. Okay, let's go to Galatians 2.20, Passion Translation. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. That's a done deal. That happened on the cross. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one, that's Jesus, lives his life through me. We live in union as one. You do nothing by yourself, baby. That's right. My life, my new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. This is the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. And that's what empowers you. And you're not writing on your faith. You're writing on oh his faith. Why? You're one with him. So you operate from that place and he dispenses his life into yours. Your union with God empowers purpose and the ability to represent God rightly. You know, when people say Christians are so gross, well, crap, we probably, the in areas where we've been so gross and judgmental and self-righteous and hypocritical, well, we haven't known. Number one, we're broken. Like, oh, let me think, oh, everybody. <laughs> but there is a higher standard because we're actually representing someone. If you're going to represent someone, that means you need to... um you need to extend yourself to operate in truth from that place. And you just be authentically real and you grow and you yield to God and his fruit will just be, be uh, empowered through you. Let's go to uh, Romans five seventeen, the passion translation. Now then it is through my union with Jesus Christ that I enjoy an enthusiasm and confidence in my ministry for God. So this talks about, wow, uh, op, you know, as, as you're more and more whole, you start to walk and, and operating more and more in your identity, which is only think, oh, wholeness. Um, you start to walk in your purpose more and more. Okay. But God's not going to send out a bunch of broken people to create a bunch of broken messes. No, as we get more whole, we're able to do more, right? Uh, and walk out our purpose. And we have confidence in that purpose. Romans 15, 17, trash, passion translation. Now then, it is through my union with Christ. Huh, you see it. Wow. We kind of have a theme here that I enjoy. Oh, wait, wait. I already read that one. I'm sorry. But it was really good when I read it. <laughs> Second Corinthians 2.17, the Passion Translation. For unlike so many, we are not peddlers of God's word who water down the message. We are those sent from God with pure motives who speak in the sight of God from our union with Christ. See the, see the theme? I'm laughing at myself. Okay. So uh, we're speaking from God, from our place of union. And that's where we share. Um, we evangelize. We're sharing. Wow. You're beautiful. Holy. Just like the one who created you. Um, he wants to invite you into sharing his life. 
Okay. We don't invite God into our hearts. He invites you into sharing his heart, his experience with Father, Son, Father and Holy Spirit, his union to experience that more and more. He dispenses his life into yours. Um, our union with, with God uh, gives us access to grace and all that grace empowers. Ooh, that's a boatload right there. First uh, Corinthians 1, 4, the Passion Translation. I am always thanking my God for you because he's given you such a free and open access to his grace through your union with Jesus the Messiah. So if you if you want to experience more grace, there's a there's an ocean load of it, right? Joseph Prince was so good at expressing uh, that that uh, reality about grace, and you access that through your union with Christ. You're not trying to get it. You're as the more as you grow in your revelation and your experience of your union, grace will just flow automatically, right? Um, grace has made you purified from sin. That's a mistaken identity. All your ways of being that are not in line with your truth of your being. So if I rob banks, well, that's not in line with the truth of my being. I'm not a thief, right? Um, if I, if I, if I'm, um, uh, molesting people or doing porn, okay. haven't done either any of those. Okay. But, um, but that's that's violating the truth of my being which is i'm pure of heart and i'm honorable and i have self-control so i don't do any of that stuff okay <clears throat> sorry first corinthians 6 11 the passion translation it's true that some of you once lived in those lifestyles but now you have been purified from sin made holy and given a perfect standing before god all because of the power of the name of the lord jesus the messiah and through our union with the spirit of our God. Once again, union, union, union. We experience a comfort that cascades upon us in suffering. Second Corinthians 1, 5. Um, and just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, even more of God's comfort will cascade up upon us through our union with Christ. Okay, our union inspires confidence, strength, and grace to overcome. Second Corinthians three, four passion translation. We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. And second Timothy two, one, the passion translation, Timothy, my dear son, live your life empowered by God's free flowing. Isn't that beautiful? Grace, which is your true strength found in the anointing of Jesus and your union with him. I could almost get like, oh my God, but over and over, this is like a biggie. Okay. This is what happened in the fall. It's not just that we, we turned from God, but we acted as if God separated from us and it was a non-thing and all sorts of mess happened because of this. Um, our union with Christ empowers unity with one another. My God, thank you. Help us with that. Philippians 1, 3 through 5, the Passion Translation. My prayers for you are full of, pro of praise to God as I give him thanks for you with great joy. I'm so grateful for our union and our enduring partnership that began, began the first time I presented to you the gospel. So this is our ability to harmonize, to forgive to love as he uh, loves, that uh, that we would be one as he and the Father are one, him and us and us and him, that we would be together in one. He's drawing all things to himself and our union creates a joy, a heaven on earth. And that is by grace. And that is through our union with 
Christ. So um, I'm there are lots more other things. These are what the ones that I wanted to highlight uh, because of the ones that are kind of that we need for our spiritual formation, uh, our maturation, our transfiguration, our transformation from glory to glory to glory. These are the highlights that we need. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Spend some time. Uh, talk to God about it. Talk to him and listen to him. Um, and listen however you listen. And, and if you're having a hard time knowing how that is, you can download my How to Hear from God. Lots of different ways to quote unquote hear from God. You have already been doing it. I guarantee you he's always talking to you in one way or showing you pictures or speaking to you in your thoughts or knowing something that you know in your knower or your emotional heart or your, or just even your physical being, all sorts of different ways he manifests. Go ahead and download that for free at katherinetune.com. Make sure uh, that you are subscribing to my uh, podcast channel, to my YouTube channel. Uh, so that way you won't miss stuff. Ring the bell on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. And I hope you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetune.com.